Welcome with the Falk Show. I'm Connor Falk. It's a big week overall. We got week five in the NFL. We're going to talk some fantasy football. We got some movies that are out. But more importantly, my guest this week, Pete D. Camarillo, creator and writer of Silver and Blog. More importantly, a Raiders fan. As you know, on this show, we're very Raider promoting. We like to, you know, support the Silver and Black. I've been a fan my entire life. Today, I got to talk about the Raiders with a guy who actually knows the Raiders as much or more than I do. Analyst, also writes for End Zone Score. The guy is just overall experienced and a sports writer in general. So I think for this sports theme show it's good to have him on pete dude thank you for being here man how's it going it's going great how are you doing i'm doing pretty good man i, I mean you know it's been a you and i have known each other a while now you know back to the day when you were the sports yeah. editor at the sundial you know and we did, exactly. my, did my first podcast and then as i said silver and blog you're the creator and writer of that i've been following that on twitter I, you and i are usually exchanging tweets and, and things like that during raider games so overall in the sports world you and i are very connected that's why I think you'd be a great person to have on the show. You know what you're talking about when it comes to the Raiders. So, you know, kind of have an idea of the motivation of why you are the creator of Silver and Blog, why you write for End Zone Score, why you promote for and uh, contribute to Just Blog Baby. What made you be a Raider well, fan, man? What started the peak camera? Well, well, my whole life, I only really love three things writing, women, and the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> so, nice. And especially for, for me, for Silver and Blog, the whole idea around it is to just create a, a platform for Raiders fans by Raiders fans. Yeah. On my other blogs, I write for just my baby, you know, I try to go out at an objective kind of point. But Silver and Blog is really just my heart, my voice. It's me as a Raiders fan, me talking as a Raiders fan, two Raiders fans. Well, as you know, you know, being a Raiders fan, the fact that we've been so shitty for the last 10 years, we've had we've had l- less and less amount of press. That's basically how it works. The NFL is kind of a not for long. It's what have you done for me now, especially for the fans that aren't like you and I, that are very fair weather. They're kind of paying t- pay attention to whoever's really good, you know? So I've noticed that, man, I don't get to see any Raiders on ESPN. I don't get to see on an NFL network or anything. So I have to search out. So it's it's the pieces that you write. You know, I, I read your recent articles yeah. on end zone score when you uh, quick hits on the games. I like you did an article yeah. about how um, England um, got rid of another coach you know we talk about that later joe philbin yeah. getting fired dennis allen got yeah. fired the same time last year in england yeah. um so it's kind of that and there's always a buy after that week you know so it's always that perfect time yeah. for them to to clean house do you think that that i mean have you already started to see the change i mean i know for me last week you know with the raiders i, I want to get on the games you know what I don't want to get too head on the game. We're going to get on that game later. But first, I want to tell you, so you grew up, it was your family, you said, got you as a Raider fan. Where are you from originally? You're from Cali, right? So what, what part of hey, California? Uh, I'm, from, I'm from Southern California. Oh. I was actually born in NorCal. Okay. Uh, most of my life is in SoCal. And, um, you know, like I said, I was born into it. My dad was a Raider fan. He grew up an L.A. Raiders fan. And it trickled down to me. And so as I've gotten older, I've... I guess you could say not to be corny, but more in love with the Raiders. As I've researched and learned about the history and the culture, the tradition, learning about guys like Ken Stapleton, learning about Jack Tatum, learning about the underdog, the, the autumn wind, the, the renegade of Al Davis being born on 4th of July yeah. and just doing whatever he wanted to do, you know, paving ways for females and, and Hispanics and blacks and sports, and it's just... Why would I not love the Raiders? Yeah, overall, I, I mean, for that, that's, not, that's not how I, how I see it. I think we kind of had the same point of view. I was always a fan of the underdogs growing up already, and uh, you know, seeing a guy like Al Davis, who kind of gave a chance to everyone, like you said, uh, minorities of any of any culture, um, you know, giving players a chance who normally wouldn't get a chance anywhere else. And uh, just like you, I kind of grew up, you know, I, I, picking up, I'd be that kid, you know, in library in elementary school. I don't know how it went for you, but for me, yeah. like they would take you like there once a week, and you'd have to go get a book and like read yeah. for like an hour. 
And uh, I, I would always just take sports biographies. So I was reading like Jim Plunkett and Danny White and like uh, Marcus Allen. So these random reader um, autobiographies. And um, yeah, but I mean. It, it's like for me, it's just crazy because they were so ahead of their time. Yes. The fashion yes. and the cars and the women. Yeah. You know, it, if these guys had Twitter back then, they would they would have millions of followers. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, just imagine, just imagine if uh, if we if the Tuck Rule didn't go against us, if, if yeah. you know, imagine if Rich Gannon doesn't break his yeah. neck against Baltimore the year before. There was a window exactly. there to where all those Patriots fans right now could be Raiders when, fans. So when yeah, when Saragusa sat on him, basically took him out, and then uh, <laughs> that started the kind of the the end for the good times for Rich Gannon. Okay, well, you know, speaking of the Raiders, uh, what what are some of your favorite Raiders? Do you have any jerseys? And if you do, of who of? Um, Right now, I have a Howie Long, of course, because I had a flat top when I was a kid. Nice, so 75. I, I really like that. That's and awesome. And of course, I have Charles Woodson from when he was originally with the Raiders, when he was an injury-prone uh, corner. Injury-prone corner who still made the Pro Bowl his first few years, you know, not even really practicing during the week. He still made the Pro Bowl, like, what, his first uh, three yeah, seasons? Yeah, he did. He did. Ridiculous. People, he also got casted off. And yeah. He also got lost for the he did, yeah. So then, uh, some of my other favorite players, uh, of course, Kenny Saylor, just reading him out of legends of him. Yeah, rest in peace. Going at the bars, it was just amazing. And, and not just that, but I think he had a quote like, nowadays every player has an agent. Back in my day, we all had a bartender and a girlfriend. <laughs> to kind of uh, b- bounce ideas off of, you know, they were doing their contract disputes at a bar with yeah. like a, a, a pen, a napkin and a piece of pen or something. Okay, yeah. so some, some really good players out there. I'd say for me, if I was going to add some guys, I'd add like Fred Blitnikoff. I'd add, uh, obviously, yeah. as I said, Jim Plunkett, uh, Cliff Branch. Um, you know, I, I grew up with stories I, as well. You know, you, you ever heard, you, I, you hear the bl- a Blitnikoff, if you can touch it, you can catch it. Playing football growing yeah. up, that was always a constant thing in my head. So, uh, but I'll, I'll, no, the, the, the late Thomas Howard. Yes, the late Thomas Eric Howard. Yeah. Those are some of the guys that I really liked. I well, mean, well, that's so. when you watch, though, but these guys, our teams were so bad. Like, these, you ever you ever think yeah. about, it, like, some of these Raider players that we would have liked these last 10 years, like, you know, yeah. we grow to like them, but they weren't, our team was so bad, like, they wouldn't have started on other teams. We had hope for more from a lot of our draft picks, I think, growing up. But that, that wasn't even their fault. Like, it was just a bad organization yeah. in general. So, I think in, in, overall, you know, right here on the podcast, this is what the Fox show with Pete Camarillo from Silver and Blog, from uh, End Zone Score, from Just Blog Baby. You can find him on all those Twitter and Facebook sites. The What the Fox show is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Twitter, at My WTF Show, Facebook, My WTF Show. We're sponsored by Ferris Pizza, the best pizza in Bakersfield. The best price, the best food. Overall, it's most American, and it's what the podcast like, like this likes to represent. Pete. Uh, let's talk about the Raiders. One more thing for the Raiders that I think is looming over uh-huh. us that I think you and I talked about for as long as I've known you, and that's uh, uh-huh. the Raiders in L.A. Is it happening? Yeah. It's happening, right? I think it depends on who you ask. Me, personally, I've been adamant about it that the Raiders belong in Oakland. You know, I, I have the privilege to kind of make the pilgrimage to, to the Mecca of Raiders fans, as I call it. Okay. The O.Co. Coliseum. Yeah. And, I mean, it's... It's nothing, there's nothing like it. And I've been to Dodgers Stadium, I've been to Laker games, I've been to Clipper games. Yeah. Just, just the, the atmosphere there, there, there's nothing like it. Well, it feels and, like it feels like a Saturday barbecue with family. Like depending on where you grew up, like for me, there's the food is always so good. It's always a very family atmosphere. Every, and, and it's crazy because they get such a bad rep. Yeah. Here, here, white eating with Mexican and black. I'm seeing little kids. Yeah. But Shannon Raiders, uh, you know, and, and over here to go to Lakers and Dodgers game, and there's more drunk people there yelling and cursing and getting in their place. And I saw, you know, the two Raiders games I've been to. That's true. 
You're right. I, I've seen more fights at Giants and Dodger games, you know, in San Francisco yeah. and in LA than I have at like yeah. all, pretty much all the Raider games I've been to. So like it's, it's, uh, you do get a bad rap and you got to think about it. You know, all that's, that's a lot of media driven. You know, if you've seen, yeah. I know you've seen that 30 for 30 straight out of LA recently had straight out of Compton come out. Great movie, but you know, people remember yeah. what they see on the news and that's what they saw. Yeah. So. Well, my biggest thing is, you know, why don't the 49ers have such a bad rap? They thought Exactly. Dude, you're right because remember the last two incidents between it was Raiders and 49ers at preseason. It was actually the Niners uh, individual. Obviously, both were in the wrong, but it turned out to be the Niners individual that was the the main culprit. It's definitely, but you know, you got Steve Young, you got Joe Montana, you got guys like that who, Jerry Rice, all these guys who are NFL purity. You know, we all, in the NFL, like in anything else, we all got to have our roles. So my podcast is kind of for Americans who like sports, movies, and, and food, all the shit that you like when you're growing up and when you're not working, you like to try to indulge in. Um, for the Raiders, we kind of got the bad rap of we're the bad guys and you either love us or you hate us. And for me, that's why I, I love the Raiders even more because yeah, everyone hated them. Yeah, that's why when you're talking about the media attention earlier... Now the writers are starting to get me contention, and I'm like, go away. Yeah, exactly. That's that's why I honestly, if you see the tweet, that's why I knew I had us losing on Sunday, man. It just seemed like bad yeah. timing. We've been there before. A few years ago, we actually had. I remember Caleb Haney. We had a game where Cutler was yeah. out. We had we had a few consecutive wins, not consecutive, but like we, were, we looked better than we had in a long time. People want to every Raider win. The way it's been has been so hopeful yeah. for people. Except for me, I'm always a cynic, you know, because I've seen their football. You see when they're playing well and when they're not. It just seemed like a game we were going to lose, and I was really disappointed. Man, what do you think uh, Sunday's loss against the Bears? It, it was it was disheartening to, to say the least. They really kind of looked like the Raiders, like you could say. You know, they had those two crucial turnovers by Latavius Murray that just, just killed them at crucial moments of the game. So bad. They finally looked like they were getting momentum, and you know, the interception off the chest, and then the, the fumble toss, and they're not good enough to come back from that well i don't know is i've always seen the one of the other reasons i wanted them to move to la because i feel like there's this mentality that they have when it gets down they're like oh this is we're the raiders you know it's not going to work out for us yeah. which is the way it, it seems like it is because the biggest problem for me like you know last week was a big week for me because i thought whatever once the media starts talking yeah. about him i started getting worried you know i was like, okay we got a good yeah, quarterback exactly. he's from my hometown i'm rooting for Derek carr i know about his mentality you know where i'm from football is huge like we love football as kids like yeah. every time i came home like when i was a kid it didn't even matter football was always on and then i started playing it so i learned to love it so i know he comes from good character i, I want to believe in him i love that he has he's been airing the ball out more less check downs you know less seven yard ins and outs but yeah. you got to have a mentality that you you know you're gonna win you know it's just like we got this that's a winnable game they did that in cleveland they almost gave it up though but good teams have to win winnable games like that's that's the, the main thing is like a quarterback what's your job to me you got to convert on third down you got to continue the ball well, up the field right i mean i well, just uh they, they're close they are, they are who we thought they are yeah they're young at key positions they're yeah. young at quarterback they're young at receiver and they're young at running back and so you can only do so much at one time it's like yeah as Raider fans, we want it to happen now, 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 because we're desperate for success. But the reality is, you know, we had, like you said, a losing culture, and it's not something that just changes overnight. It, it, it takes time. Yeah. And, you know, like, I still think that the winning culture can be built in Oakland for the mere fact that outside of Marcel Reese and Khalif Barnes and Sebastian Janikowski, None of the races were really around for the Lindsay days like that. No, yeah, they're totally, uh, it's totally it's, a new it's crew. A, it's, a, 
a new group, a new coaching staff, new practice facilities, and hopefully they can get a new stadium. Yeah, I we, mean that's what it really comes down to. Got to, got to get a new stadium because you want to get be able to get free agents. Oakland, like Mark Davis has said adamantly, the dollars are there. They can get something going. They're gonna stay in Oakland. Now, if it comes down to San Antonio or Los Angeles, I mean, obviously I'm gonna say Los Angeles. Yeah. And I and I and I live in LA, and I would still prefer to have them in Oakland. Okay. Well, because of the the, the aura, the autumn wind. And, yeah, the autumn wind, the tradition overall. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just think I just think their their value raises so much that they come to L.A. And the thing I think we've had a problem with is free agents. Of you course. know, attraction to free agents. You know, people going to Oakland as a, as opposed to living in Los Angeles, which a lot of these guys are from. You I mean you think about the biggest states recruiting wise, even at a high school where these elite players of come course. from: California, Florida, Texas. Uh, maybe Ohio Pereira, who looks like he yeah. might be out, which is very disappointing. They moved him to safety, but dude, why are they letting him return kicks? Like, I don't get this. Amari Cooper too. Why would they let these two young players that we got lucky to find TJ Curry fifth fifth round or later, a player like that who's a starter, just start an interview with him? He's from De La Salle. He had heart surgery in high school. That's why he didn't get, go to a big college, Ohio, and that's why we were smart enough to find a talent who's like really a second rate, a second round grade later yeah. in the round, and now he's out because we're letting him return kicks. Like, I do not get. Like, like, you know, we're not professional coaches, but I, you yeah. know, we're both right to assume that, like, that's not a good decision. So. I mean, because, frankly, if they had a better option, they would go with it. To me, it's not worth it. It's, it, it's it, not it, worth it. Hayden, you know it is. Well, Roy, Roy Hallou. They, they had Taiwan Jones. He's inactive. Yeah. Well, I, I would even go, I'd go Roy uh, Roy Hallou, I'd go Nico Thorpe. There's a few different guys I would go. I just do not want to give, uh, Amari Cooper, are you kidding me, dude? I just think they're so big to return yeah. Hello and Hello and Thorpe. I just think they're they're true. They don't embody what a returner is, at least in my eyes. Well, you, know, you want someone quick shift. George Atkinson, if he could ever step it up. I mean, I just don't. I don't know how you let Amari Cooper. I'm a Cooper. George Atkinson fan. I'm a George Atkinson fan. I, I, I always have been. I really liked him this preseason. I thought he played better than Trent Richardson and Frank, frankly. He did actually. He sounded pretty good. I mean, and he, you know, he's a Raider. He's a Raider legacy. So overall, coming out of Notre yeah. Dame, I mean, we've had some good players play for us coming out of Notre Dame. Okay, so we're two and two right now. Why don't you give me an idea? You know, let's let's look at the the future games right now. We got coming up. We got the Broncos this week at home. We got the Chargers, uh-huh. Jets, and the Steelers. So wow, talk about an AFC just fuck. It's just freaking. Uh, it's a Falcon AFC thrill ride is what it's going to be. I mean, those are some top teams right there. <laughs> the Jets are looking a lot better than we thought in the beginning of the season. I thought that was going to be a winnable game. The Jets. Now it's the yeah. Steelers game is more winnable to me than the Jets game because the Jets are a solid team, man. I mean, honestly, we played a quarter of the year. We're 2-2. Two and two, So for me, personally, I think week five is going to be where we actually see who the Raiders are. Against the Broncos. They're going, in, yeah. they're go, they're going in against you know a playoff contending Broncos team that has looked good, but they've also looked beatable. They haven't been the same Broncos team that we're – that we're used to seeing, partly because Peyton Manning hasn't been extraordinary. However, the defense has been very good, so that's going to be a test for Carr, Cooper, Murray, the young guys, and really a friend. Going to be a good test for them. Who do you who do you so, think? Um... Out of those games, I mean, those games that I'm saying, so you're talking about Denver right now, as you said, very good defense. I have them in fantasy. Offense has been yeah. underwhelming. Those next They're four games, why don't you give me a slate of what you think, wins and losses, you know, Broncos, Chargers, Jets, and Steelers. What do you think our record looks like after those next four games? I think the Chargers are a winnable game. I think we 
you know, we always played in tight. The Broncos, obviously, if I'm betting with my heart, I'm going to say Raiders. If I'm betting with my head, I'm probably going to say Broncos. Okay. Um, as for the Jets, the Jets is a winnable game. I don't really like our offense against their defense. I feel like they're just too physical and they're going to do too many things to confuse us. And that's what Bell likes to do as far as... Uh, Steelers. <laughs> the Steelers? I, I think Big, Big Ben is planning to come back rather than on that side of your feet. Oh, well, I mean, I've heard it's going to be eight. They said six. I've heard it's going to be more like eight. So, uh, I don't know. I think it is. I don't know if they would they would risk him against us, you know, depending on what our record is at that point and where they are, you know. If they're already lost like multiple games, I feel like you wanna you yeah. wanna sit a Ben Roethlisberger a little bit longer, you know. If the season's already lost, I'm not gonna bring you back yeah. in to get you hurt. Like it's all an investment, you know. I mean, how sad am I yeah. like if I'm Mark Davis, I'm paying Nate Allen right now, way over yeah. what he's worth in my opinion. Like could end up being good. Yeah. It looked good in the preseason, but still not worth the kind of money he's getting. So far, I'm yeah. saying his so so far his numbers, his career in the NFL did not garner the kind of contract he got. And now he's out. Yeah. He's, he's on IR to return. And um, TJ Carrera, so that's safety position. You know, so looking at the draft, we got to go secondary. We need a top flight, awesome cornerback, safety. Um, also need a, we can go on offensive well, line, fix that right side of the offensive lineup. I mean, there's a lot of ways well, to go. Well, here's the thing. You know, that's not always a surefire thing, especially in the first round. Yeah. You're almost better off taking you know, guys in the second round. Just yeah. because, I mean, look at, DJ Hayden, Justin Blackman, uh, what Morris Claiborne and Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, but then you got some. Sometimes it does work out though. I mean, look at guys like Haha Clinton Dix, Kyle Fuller, um, Patrick Peterson. So you never know, but you know you want you want to go for talent upside. You know in that first round, it's kind of what you're going for that home run. Second through fourth rounds, I feel like it's more the consistent players. You know, think of a guy like Ben Heaney, who we got in the fourth round. Like you know what you're getting with the guy. He's going to be a consistent tackler, not the most athletic guy, but uh, he's going to be smart, cerebral on the field. He's probably a a positive in practice. You know, showing people how to have good habits after starting for four years. Former running back, yeah. so uh, yeah, Ben Heaney. So why don't you? Give me, okay, next thing we just have so far. First quarter of the season for the Raiders. Kind of what we're talking about here on the What the Falk Show with me, Connor Falk, SoundCloud on What the Falk on SoundCloud, iTunes, Facebook. Pete Camaray here, writer, creator of just uh, you know, Silver and Blog. Writes on Just Blog Baby and End Zone Score. You can find him on all those sites as well. Give me your MVP so far, the Raiders first quarter, and then you're like, what's your 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 LVP, your least valuable player? Um, MVP is. I mean, it's, it's got to be Amari Cooper. He's oh, yeah. been a, just an absolute game changer for the team. Yeah. He gives us that, that game-changing element that we haven't had in quite a while. I mean, you saw what the offense looked like in the second half against Chicago when they shut it down. So, I mean, that's really just a testament to how much you need an offense. a dominant player. He, he was as advertised. He is, absolutely. He's like the next Chris as, Carter to me. As for least valuable player, I, I, I got to give it to the group. I'm going to give it to the tight end position. Okay. They have not shown up at all this whole entire season. And it's really a shame because they see how important the tight end position is just by the teams that we've been playing against because their tight ends have been fighting us up. Yeah. And B, you know, Michael Rivera with Derek Carr's
Yeah. When it was shorts and t-shirts, and then when we put the fag on, we haven't even heard from dude. Yeah, that's so, why it's hard to it's hard to listen and recognize, you know, a value that the minicamp OTA news because you just never know until you put the pads on and if they're going to be exactly. injury prone or not. Wofford hasn't really done anything. And I think that's something you could see yeah. even from Derek Carr. He's been missing from that yeah. tight end kind of middle of the field. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, I you know I was thinking before the game, you know, it'd be interesting if we won that game and we were kind of in playoff position. I can see yeah. the I can see the Raiders kind of trading, you know, throwing like a third at Chicago or something to, who's cleaning house yeah. to try to get like Martellus Bennett. Like I know he doesn't. Yeah. I'd say like two more years well, he has of being real elite because not the fastest guy, but his physical stature in opposing you know defenders is very. It's a big advantage for him, but we definitely need well, like we need we need a better tight end. Well, he's not afraid to block or catch, so I think yeah. That's, that's, Jordan Reed, let's get to fantasy football a little bit here. Jordan Reed, I thought he was going to be good, but uh, he's already got a concussion. Yeah. He got a concussion, uh, sprained his MCL, his knee, and his ankle in the same game. Like. <laughs> There's no timetable for his return. So anybody for fantasy wise listening, I think you know I, I promoted him a lot. When he's healthy, the guy's a great player. You know, I just remember watching him at Florida. The guy was playing quarterback when I first saw him. He's running all over the defense, then playing running back, then receiver, then playing court, then tight end eventually. And I was like, wow, this guy with that ability playing tight end, I've never really seen that. You know, and uh, when yeah. he has the ball in his hands and he's healthy, the guy is dynamic, but just can't can't stay healthy. And this is just one of those things that happens in the NFL. It's it's very tragic sometimes. You got these guys with unlimited talent that you know the average yeah. fan would never know about, but you can kind of see some talent. Oh. And you're like, man, if that guy had a chance, like he'd be doing some great things. Your availability is. As part of that whole thing. Okay, so far, yeah. who's been your most impressive uh, rookie so far? I mean, actually, you know, what I, would you say Amari Cooper is the most impressive rookie in the whole league so far? Not just the Raiders MVP, but probably the whole league as well, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think he had more yards to three games than all of two receivers in history. Yeah, so, and he had he had his two 100-yard games back to back as a rookie like that were yeah. were more than Calvin Johnson, Julio yeah. Jones, Antonio Brown. So all the big guys. It right now, they're and, in the league. And, and to be honest, I thought he would struggle a little bit more, like, at least initially. You know, kind of like Sammy Watkins, how he kind of got up and came slow last season. So that's kind of what I expected. And then he just kind of blew me, and everyone else was well, he's one of those guys where you just got to watch the film. Like, the stats are one thing, but look at the film. He's just better than everyone else he's played against in high school and yeah. college and now in the NFL. He just, his work ethic combined with, you know, how he can translate information to on the field, how he works out, you know, his nutrition, um, just his soft hands, his route running, his smooth running, like, the guy's just a beast. Once I really started looking, in the beginning, like, you know, half of the season, I want Leonard Williams to the Raiders because I want him, I want Khalil Mack. Yeah. And more importantly, Leonard Williams is from my hometown too, Bakersfield, California. You know, shout out to there, America, Falk. Yeah. yeah. That would be two guys from Baco on on my team. You know, I'd be like, oh, this is awesome. We're just yeah. getting our hometown guys. But then wa- really getting in to, to Amari Cooper and watching him is like, dude, this this guy is just too good. Like, you can't pass up. You can't pass up a receiver who's this good. Like, he's already a more of a sure thing. He was already going to be more attractive. Yeah. Like, it just, overall, we just make more money. We get more wins. Like, it's just better, you know? Because I think Amari Cooper is already yeah. the best player, talent-wise, on the team. Yeah. I think Cleo Mack is second. What do you think? Would you agree with yeah. that? I think right now, today, I think, yes. I maybe in a couple of years, I think Cleo Mack could surpass him. Yeah, they gotta find one exactly. Because I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out like who he is. You know, I try to think of prototypes or players, and people say LT sometimes. But I gotta be honest, I just, you know, I, I recently uh, just. Uh, uh, well, what I would hope he would be, I mean, he's not there yet. But what I would want him to be is like a Terrell. So nice. That makes a lot more sense. I don't think he's as big as Terrell, but overall, the kind of game you're playing. They're, they're actually, they're actually about the same size. 
Terrell Suggs is only 6'2"? Well, I thought he was bigger than that. Yeah. Wow, no, okay. Yeah, Arizona State. I remember watching him as a kid. Like, this guy had, like, 22 sacks this year. I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and he's put on muscle since he was... He has. You know, in his first couple of years. That's a good comparison, dude. I really like that. That's a good addition to the show right now because yeah. everyone's always saying yeah. certain things. And L- I'm, t- I'm going to be honest, like, LT is better than all three of those guys, in my opinion. Like, from seeing what I saw, like, burst and his speed and aggressiveness, like... This- uh, of course, I'm not one to, you know, disrespect great. But it's also a different time yeah. in the game. Totally it's different a time. a much more physical game, a much more in-between that kind of game. So, yeah, I don't know if... Uh, a player like that is ever going to be around this, again. I hear that. Over in the middle like that. Yeah, I hear like, that. I'll, I'll, I'll Okay, well, so far, you know, Cleo Mack, maybe the next Terrell Suggs. To me, Amari Cooper, the next Chris Carter. The Raiders 2-2 two and two right now playing. Uh, welcome to the Broncos to Oakland this weekend. Pete's going to take the Raiders with his heart, but with his mind, you know, if he has to bet on it, he'll probably take the Broncos. I'm, I'm going to take the Broncos as well. I'm also going to start my fantasy defense versus us. I got no other options, really, but... uh. You know, I'm going to do it. Uh, so, Pete, dude, uh, thank you for being on the show. As I said, you're the, uh, the creator and writer on Silver and Blog. You can find that on Twitter, at Silver and Blog. Um, you also write for End Zone Score. You write for um, Just Blog Baby. You want to tell the people a little, you know, you want to say goodbye right now, tell them where they could find you, and uh, tell them what you're going to be writing next? Yeah, so you can find me on Just Blog Baby, uh, Sports Out West, and End Zone Score. I cover the Raiders for End Zone Score and fan it, Just Blog Baby, and I cover basketball for uh, Sports Out West. You can also find me on my own blog, Silver and Blog. Right now I'm coming out with the Oakland Raiders quarter first, how they've went through four weeks. And then I also got um, a story about how the Raiders need to come stuff this week against Denver. You can also, you know, shout me out on Twitter. You can call me on something. Give me your facts. Whatever you want to do at Pete Certified. And um, that's about it. Thank you, Red Nation. Thank you, Connor. Thank you, What the Fuck Show. And thank you, uh, America. Yeah, thank you, America, and thank you for coming on the What the Fuck Show, man. A great guest. As you said, find Pete Kimmery on there. Go Raiders, go America. Thanks for being on the show, man. So this is Connor Falk with the What the Falk Show, available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Facebook, uh, Pod Directory. I was Pete Camarillo, Raider analyst, ri- Raider analyst, writer. As he said, a lot of different media outlets you can find them. Fan sided, Just Blog, Baby, Silver and Blog, Facebook, Twitter. Pretty impressive guy. Really knows his stuff. You can find the What the Falk Show. Um, Every week, be it sports, movies, food, television. Just talking about the stuff that uh, is pretty awesome. You know, stuff you, you maybe think about when you're at work or when you're just bored. So, trying to trying to add some time filler to your day in a productive fashion. Maybe it's witty. Maybe it's conversational. Maybe you like it. I'm Connor Folk. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.